Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Hi, friends. This episode of The Rework is part of a series featuring several of the students from our Art of Selling Art course that we launched for the first time in the summer of 2021. These students are sharing the big and not so big changes that they've made in their business over the last few months. Changes that have scared them, but made a big difference to their confidence, their session sales averages, the products that they're selling how they speak to their clients, and they also share the successes they've had while doing it scared. I can't wait for you to hear their stories because I know you're going to find them just as inspiring as I did. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Welcome back to the rework. Today's guest is Julie Collins. 
She is a 10-year portrait photographer veteran from Wisconsin, specializing in children, newborn families, and seniors. And she's made some big and not so big changes in her business in the last few months that have resulted in her more than doubling her average sale. She's raised her prices. She's increased her efficiency and time management and added a few benefits to her life that have helped her be able to spend more time with her boys and make her business run a little more smoothly. I'm excited for you to hear her advice, her experience, and what she's done along the way to make a big difference in her business. Let's do it. Well, I'm so excited to have Julie Collins here today with us. Welcome, Julie. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy and we just really appreciate you sharing your inspiration and knowledge with us. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit for the listeners that don't know you, tell a little bit about who you are, where you're located, what you do. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm Julie Collins. My business name is Julie Collins Photography and I am in Southeastern Wisconsin. I photograph babies, children, newborns, and seniors. Did I say babies and newborns? Yeah. I meant families, <laughs> families, <laughs> newborns, seniors, and children. Okay. Um, and I've been in business full time for 10 years. I'm coming up on 10 years, 10 years. Okay. August, so congratulations. Are you doing anything fun about that? You know, I need to think of something, but nothing's coming to mind right now. Okay. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. So keep going. So 10 years, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's my story. What more do you want to know? Well, so you've been in 10 years and you have a studio. Yes, I do. Okay. It's an in-home studio, I guess. Yeah. I love that. And mm-hmm. so that I love, I love an in-home studio. I'm like so tempting to, to go back to that because the commute is so good. Yeah. I do love that. I love the commute. But it is a little hard to separate family life and business yeah. life. So there's that, that I do miss about going to work, you know, yes. going somewhere. So yeah, there's, yeah, there's good and bad of both for sure. I, I get that. Yeah. I, when I was working at till like two and three in the morning, I was like, probably I should have my studio outside of my house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know it can get I crazy. those days before. Mm-hmm. So tell me about some changes that you've made in your business in the last year after we had some time in the Artist Line Art course together, some changes that you've made that have been positive for your business. Sure. Okay. So one really big change that I made was earning more money, (laughs) which is always fabulous. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like I was kind of I don't want to say stuck, but I was I was right around the $2,500 session range for yeah. um, my sales. Your average sale. Mm-hmm. My average sale. And that has just more than doubled. So I'm real happy about that. And I, I passed six figures very comfortably last year. Yay. So I'm real happy about that too. But I, I love the art of selling art class because I feel like a lot of what I was doing was right. I was on the right path, but there was just so many things in there that were eye-opening that I took, for example, throughout the class, I feel like I kept seeing the same theme of simplify, 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 simplify. Mm-hmm. And whether that's the words that you're using to clarify your message to your clients, or even just simplifying your price list, bringing it really neat and concise and only having on their products, you know, simplifying your products offering, you know, getting rid of the, the little 
how much you're shooting, simplifying that, finding your number ones and really focusing on your number one clients and not having to go out and get a billion new clients, but just pampering the existing clients that you have. So all of that just kept coming back throughout the class. And I, I just, this really hit me. I just feel like that really is something that I want to keep doing is simplifying. And there's a lot of books on this too, that I've read recently. Right now I'm reading Subtract and I've read Do Less and Essentialism and all of these themes are kind of the same, you know, do less. It's like Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo your life, <laughs> Marie Kondo your yes. business. And actually I, I'm looking at a quote right now on my screen that I have from you from the class that helps me remember and I'm going to read it to you. It's not doing something in favor of doing something else is really a marker of excellence. And it's a marker of differentiation. And I have it there to remind myself of this whole theme of you don't have to do it all. You know, you can, right. you need to just simplify. You need to bring it back. And that was actually a big theme at imaging this year was the differentiation and standing out with them, bringing in Mike Michalowicz and yes. uh, with his new book, Get Different. So that, you know, this whole idea of less is more was just, it's just something that really speaks to me. And that's why I have that quote there just to remind myself, step back, calm down. You don't have to do everything. Right. Well, I love that. And as I'm sitting here looking at you, I can see that that would appeal because you are like, everything I'm looking at is very clean. It's very simple. It's very, you know, clear. And so that obviously that message resonates and attracts you because that is kind of who you already are. Right. Yeah. And actually that Mike McCallowitz was talking about that as well during his keynote, he was saying, you know, you'll attract your ideal client by amplifying who you are, just making more of you present and noticeable. And that's how you stand out. And that's how you differentiate. So why do you think we don't do that more? Or why do you, like, where do you think we go wrong with that? I think people spend too much time comparing themselves to what other people are doing, think, you know, getting stuck on trends. Well, this must be the new and best thing. So let's just do that. And they don't take the time to really sit down and figure out if that's really the right move for them. Yeah. And I think it's also, that is kind of a marker of like a lack of confidence. It's kind of like, well, I couldn't possibly know. So I have to look at what somebody else is doing. Not that we don't have mentors and not that we don't learn from others. Of course we do, but there's, oh, I'm not going to get it right. But there's that Bruce Lee quote that says, you know, take what's, what works for you basically. And like, get rid of all the rest. That's not the accurate quote, but if you look it up, you'll find it, but it's a really good one, but it's just, you're looking at around you instead of saying, oh, they're better than me. I should be doing what they're doing. Think, what part of that do I like? Because this is exactly what you just said. Something that I said resonated. I said lots of different things, but what really resonated with you was that simplicity. And so that's true of any any teacher, any class that you take. You know, we don't see, the, like the other quote is like, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. So we, we self-select the things that we already do. And our clients do that too. So if we're being more and more of who we already are, we're going to attract people that we love to work with that totally get us. Right. That's so true. That is so true. And you don't want to work with people that are going to be fighting you every step of the way. But they're like, I know, I know you want to shoot in studio, but I'm really need to be photographed by a cactus. It's like, (laughs) I am not your girl. Exactly. Exactly. So that was, that was a big change 
I feel like it's just what, like you said, it just resonated with me. So what do you attribute your more than doubling your average sale? Like, you know, what do you attribute that success to? Well, I just really took a look at what I was charging and realized that it's not sustainable and it's not fair to my family. And, you know, another big thing that something that I want to focus on and, and get better at this year was efficiency and time management in my studio. And I just listened to your masterclass the other day on scheduling. I was at imaging and I think I missed it, but anyway, yeah. I finally, I finally sat down and listened to it. And I just, you know, that's so important to me as I'm, I'm a mom of four kids. I have four boys and one's getting ready to get, well, he'll be graduating next year. So, oh my, my gosh. Yeah. And so I just think now if I'm not going to do it now, I mean, what am I going to do it? You know, you were mentioning, yeah. you know, working from home and having, having, you know, the freedom to work as much as you want. And I do love working. So it's yeah. hard for me to turn that off mm-hmm. um, and, and go upstairs and be with the family when, when I can just be right here in my cozy little studio doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, time management and, and efficiency and taking control of my calendar is big, big, big on my list this year. So I, oh, so I think that's going, I went off on a tangent because you were asking. No, that, I think that's exactly right. I think, well, and what you've done is you, you did something scary. So you raised your prices. You became even more clear than, because I feel like your message, I feel like your branding is very clear. I think that's a huge strength for you. And so you became even more clear about what it is that you're already doing. That allowed you to double your averages, which really in turn is going to allow you some more time freedom. Right, right. Because I, yeah, you can turn things down if it's sounding like it's not going to be really the great thing mm-hmm. and spend time with your boys and still make the same money. Right, exactly. And I feel like some of the things that you said just really in the course just really hit me as far as how I can do that mentally, because I feel like it's a big mental breakthrough when you finally oh my gosh, come through so and, and are re- you're realizing like, how can I charge $3,000 for an album? What, but when you talk about really that's 18 pages of 10 by twenties, you know, and, yeah. and what do you charge for a 10 by 20, like that really clicked with me. It's like, yeah, you're right. Then it should be that much, you know, yeah. and having that language to communicate that with your clients is key. And that was a huge takeaway from the class for me is having those words because you are just such a a wordsmith. You're just so (laughs) awesome at crafting responses to difficult situations um, and questions that come up. And so having that starting point and then making it your own, it's just having that language is so... Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's kind. I don't know how wordsmithy I am, but I just, I do know that there, I've just had so many frustrating situations that have come up again and again and again, and that I didn't have words for that. I finally, it's anger, right? I finally get to the anger point and I'm like, okay, that's it. I got to have the words for this, you know? And so I think many of us get to that point, but we, maybe we never actually come up with the words. We just still stumble around and then get mad at clients or prospective clients when really, if we just had a couple of well-crafted sentences, it would really solve a lot of problems for us. Exactly. And memorizing those, you know, and just <laughs> getting yes. them into your skull Same, yeah. say them over and over and over again. Yeah. My sister that's an interior designer, we would say like, whenever there's a problem that comes up, we'd be like, we'd end up in each other's office and go, okay, I need a mantra. I just need a mantra. Like, tell me what I'm going to like, give me two sentences, you know, so you have some, you know, and her client problems were like a magnitude bigger than mine. Cause it was like an entire, you know, several million dollar house or whatever. Somebody's mad. 
about whatever. And so it's like, okay, what do I, what am I going to say? How am I going to handle this? And it, it does really help to just have a couple of good sentences to be able to handle that. What's an example of that? What, like what, what is one that you found good that you were able to kind of craft for yourself? Well, just simplifying again, simplifying yeah. your message to, as to what you're, what you're doing here, you know, like, what are you selling? You're selling wall art in albums, you know, and that's about it, you know? So yeah. if people are saying, well, I just want a little, I just want a little eight by 10. I just want a little this or a little that, or just a little, some Christmas cards or, you know, just a little mini this, mini that. And it's, it's not about, that's not what you do. If, if that's what you want, then you're going to have to go find a mom with a camera. You're not going to find that here, you know, right. because that's not what I'm doing. So right. if you want to work with me, then you're going to either put something in your wall on your wall or have a custom designed album. So, you know, that's, that's just top of mind because it's easy. It's, it's short, it's concise and it's simple. Yeah. Can we talk about clients for a sec? Do you have any idea who your very best clients are and how are you deciding who's best anyway? More importantly, what are you doing to get inside their heads and figure out what they really need? I don't think you need me to tell you how important quality clients are to the health of your business and your sanity, but actually I think you do because so many photographers I talk to are still struggling to attract and more importantly, to hang on to really great clients. The problem isn't that the great clients aren't out there. The problem is, is that they don't understand what it is that you can do for them and how great that service can be and how it can completely change their life. It's time to double down on what makes you unique and clearly toot your horn so everyone, including prospective new amazing clients, know exactly what you do and how you do it. I want to get you up to speed on the exact strategies that I'm using right now in my portrait studio to identify, communicate with, and take amazing care of our best clients, all without spending a fortune on ads or marketing. And I put it all together in a masterclass called Cultivating a Quality Clientele, a behind-the-scenes secret to creating a profitable business built around your unique style and your best clients without working around the clock or having to market like a crazy person. In this training, I am going to walk you through the major mind shift that all successful portrait photographers must make to clarify their unique style, how to innovate by ignoring the competition and focusing on what you do best simplifying to sell more, a clear way to talk about your work that will educate your clients instead of quote unquote, selling them. The most simple and effective marketing strategy that we've found that costs no money and will have your clients buzzing about you to their friends. And the single most effective way to increase your profits in your business and why you must know this before you change anything else. I'm offering this masterclass multiple days and times so if you're willing to invest just 60 minutes to dig deep and look closely at your own business in a new way, I promise to reward your commitment with only my most effective strategies that have made huge differences in my own portrait studio. Strategies that will have your clients loving you more than ever and bragging about you to their friends. Sound good? Go to dotherework.com forward slash masterclass. That's dotherework.com forward slash masterclass. 
and register for the time that works best for your schedule. Can't wait to see you there. What's the fear behind that? Because don't you think so many of us are like, well, if I say that, then they won't want to work with me. Yeah. And I'll lose them. Right. It's that disease to please, right? Right. Yeah. So then it's okay to let them think that they can come and get an eight by 10 and you're going to be completely happy to shoot their kids for X number of hours and retouch and prepare and everything. And that's going to be okay with you. So if it's not okay with you, then you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't say that it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's the fear of losing clients. I become very good friends with a lot of my clients. And so Mm -hmm. it's hard to, to lose them. I mean, that's not, it doesn't feel good, you know, and you want to please them. So it, you know, change is hard basically, you know, but (laughs) you have to do it and you have to think about why you're changing. What is the whole why? And that's my family. It's my family and my kids that are aging too fast. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Seriously. It's so true. Well, and don't you feel like that after you've been in business for a while, that so many of the changes that really make a huge difference are little, they're like just a nuance. It's like a little, like a little this, you know, rather than like when you're first starting, you're like, oh my gosh, when you put a softbox on a light, that's amazing. (laughs) You know, it's like, you're learning the craft, you're learning the business. Like every day is some big, huge revelation. Like I had no idea you needed to do that or whatever. But now that you, you know, you've mastered your craft, you know, the business for the most part, it's really in those little tiny nuances of how you say something or how you present something that can make huge differences, not just to your client, but like in how we think about it ourselves. Right. You're so right. I can't say it better than what you've just said. You know, (laughs) it's like these little tweaks that you just do and it, it just changes everything. It's, you know, like I said, with the album, it's how you present that to them. And then they see, they see, oh, you're right. You know, that is how many images, how much of your time that it creates to to create those images, you know, is all in this book. So words are everything. (laughs) That's what I've learned. Words are everything. Words are power for sure. Mm -hmm. So if I could have a genie come and wave his, well, I guess genies don't have magic wands, but you rub the lamp and then the genie came out and he said, or she, if there's something that's just bugging you or that you would need help with right now, what would that genie solve for you? Well, at first thought, I would say building a bigger team of support. Okay. And I do have, I do have a mini team. <laughs> I have a pseudo team right now. I have a girl that does my blogging and email marketing. I also hired finally someone last year on a personal level, somebody to clean my house, which was a total game changer. Oh, honey, uh, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Yeah. Love and that. then I did have a retoucher, um, but something came up and she had to leave me right in the middle of busy season last at the end of last year. So I unfortunately lost her and didn't have time to replace her, but that's, yeah, that's number one on my list, but I would want, I, I want somebody to start doing my installations like a handyman. I, I want to focus more on things that I want to do <laughs> instead of and what like, are those, what do you love to do? Uh, shooting, being with people. I, I love my clients. I love I'm a, I'm a total extrovert through and through. And so, you know, consultations and, and sales sessions and anything that's that has to do with the client is what I want to do. And that includes of course shooting, but the installations is not my favorite packaging up things is not my favorite. And that's to say that I wouldn't go along and chit chat with the, with the client while they're installing, but I don't want to do math anymore. (laughs) I don't 
<laughs> I don't right. want to bring my hammer and nails and Mm-mm. I don't want to do that anymore. And so, you know, somebody to take off the initial inquiry, you know, just kind of weeding through the people that obviously aren't going to work out. <laughs> so um, that would be great. So initially that would be my first thought is building a bigger team of support. But like I said before, I just recently listened to your podcast with Kimberly Wiley and mm-hmm. I had a serious epiphany while I was listening to that. The bigger problem is my time management and efficiency, not to say that a team isn't worthwhile and necessary. It, it absolutely is. But I really need to take a serious look at my calendar and make a date with my calendar and start time blocking. And I... <laughs> I will say that I have tried time blocking before in the past, but I am committed this year. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to stick with it and make the changes because I really think that that's going to make a big change in in my efficiency and my time. So where you get going wrong with that? Do you feel like it's just that you're scheduling just anything anywhere? And so it's not, you're not feeling like you're getting into the flow or like, what is the big problem? or, Or, you know, what do you see as a problem with that? I just feel like things come up and then it just throws me off. It's like with four kids, you can imagine my time is, it's very limited. And so things will come up and then it's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't, I'm scheduled to do an installation only on Thursdays, but my kid can only get into this dentist appointment on Thursday. Okay. Well, I can't do it Thursday. So now I'm going to have to do it on Wednesday, but Wednesday is my education day. And so I really wanted to like, I don't, it's just, it's, just yeah. like, it's all jumbled up and it right. makes me crazy that it can't be consistent all the time. Yes. And I, I think that that's common because life happens and we created these businesses because we wanted to have freedom mm-hmm. in our life. You know, I have seven kids, so I get the kid thing and you're in the thick of it right now. And you're not going to be out of that business anytime soon. Like you've got, how old is your youngest? 10. Yeah. So you got, you got a few years. So if you even did a time blocking kind of thing where you said, like, how many days a week are you working typically? Too many. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever. Like yeah. if there's something. Well, that I mean, I don't work on Sundays. Let's just put that. Okay. And I'm okay. trying not to work Saturdays also. Okay. So, you know, you and I both know, and you, this is probably going back to a Catherine Langsford podcast, which I'll have to link it in the show notes. Cause I don't know which one that I can remember, but it was a couple of times ago where she was talking about her time frame, uh, spending her time. And so, you know, that if, you know, heaven forbid that one of your kids got sick and needed like regular care, that would just happen. There would be no question about it. You wouldn't right. be thinking, how am I going to do this? It would just be like, so I'm not working Fridays or Saturdays anymore. And that's it. And that's going to be the doctor's appointment. And that's when it's going to happen. And that's it. And then you would just make it work. It would just right. happen. So why do we wait? And I don't say this like, why do you wait? I say we, because I'm including myself in this. Why do we wait until something like that happens for us to realize, you know, who makes the schedule? Me. I, I'm the one that makes the schedule. So when I'm complaining about my schedule and how my schedule is driving me crazy, I only have one person to blame for that. Mm-hmm. And that's me. So mm-hmm. when I went to creating, I created that time blocking thing because I was having somebody else schedule me. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's going to help you, Julie. I think if you can do the discipline yourself to say, okay, this is a shoot day. This is a view and order day. This is a whatever day. And then this is, these are my days during this week. So if you have a, a month that you're looking at and you know, okay, I have a dentist appointment for kid number three on Thursday. That's the third Thursday of the month. Okay. Book every doctor's appointment or whatever, you, like pull all the kids out of school that day and just do them all that day. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I mean, and you can't always do that, but kind of maybe that's the day that you also like schedule to get your highlights done that afternoon or get a pedicure with your husband or whatever, you know, like that self-care and helping, you know, whatever. So once something goes on the calendar, I think it's tempting when I was first doing that time blocking, I would kind of look at it and I would put the things in, which I still do. I'll put those days in, but there's not always a work like that. So then once something else goes on a day, then I just make that kind of activity that day. Right. Right. Or you could give me that genie and then he can just like poof. Seriously. (laughs) No, I'm never giving you that genie. I will share that genie with you, but I do not have. Yeah. The calendar, I think for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or creative professionals, I hate the calendar. Yeah, I, the like, calendar when, is nuts. Yeah. When you look at it and you see like all of those things on there, you're like, I'm never going to have freedom ever again. I know. I know. Yeah. But I am because I'm going to do it this year. I 100% am going to sit down and work through it. And, and I love your idea of doing the 90 day goals. And I think that's a much more manageable chunk that I can bite off is just do three months at a time and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Because just to imagine, you know, imagine the whole year of time blocking, it just is overwhelming to me. Yeah. So I think the 90 days is key. And I think you'll, as with anything, you have to make it your own and it has to work for your family. So are you, do your boys play sports? Oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you have that, like, that's a huge chunk of time, you know, that, I mean, I don't have to tell you. So I think, you know, if you said, if I had, if I had to, if I had to work four days a week, could I do it? And just look at it from that angle. That doesn't mean that you have to work four days a week, but if you had to, could you make it work? And then I think you're going to start seeing stuff opens up to you once you think, what if I could, could I, could I quit working Saturdays altogether? Right. I never shoot another Saturday again in my life. Yeah, you sure could. Or you could say, I'm going to shoot one Saturday a month, or I'm going to shoot one Saturday a quarter. That's kind of what I did. I went because I really wanted to get rid of the weekends. Mm-hmm. And so I just started saying, okay, I'm going to set aside one Saturday a month. And of course, like if I said, okay, it's the third Saturday. And then some great client calls and says, I need it the second Saturday. Then that was the day. But then I didn't shoot the others. Then I slowly went to a quarter. And then I went to, I only do like a couple of Saturdays in the like November, October, you know, and it's glorious. Sounds glorious. I'm going to do it. This yeah. is my year. This is my yeah. year for taking control of my calendar. Yeah. I think that's a good, that would be my genie. If I could pick a genie, it would be somebody that just to magically make my calendar what I love it to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love we it. all need that genie for sure. So what advice do you have, Julie, after 10 years in business and you have a beautiful brand, you do beautiful work, you have great clientele. What advice would you have for struggling photographers that are maybe want to give it up or what's something that was life-changing for you that could help? Well, obviously take the ATJ (laughs) class, but um, beyond that, I would say, honestly, that, that would be it is get some education. You know, I mean, that's where I, my whole life changed when I started educating myself on not only the work itself, because I feel like a lot of, a lot of photographers focus more on the technique and getting education on the technique versus getting education on the business. And so maybe that's where they're going wrong because they have beautiful, beautiful work, but they're working at, you know, all hours of the night, trying to edit all that work and get all, you know, just not having a successful business, you know, right. 
but educating yourself on on the business of, of photography is so key because you can't sustain that. You know, you can't physically sustain shooting that much for that long yeah. if you're not making any money, you know, doing it. So my life changed when I when I got some education. And actually I met some friends along the way in all the different classes that I've taken online and formed these masterminds and yes. Uh, and it just enriches your life in more ways than you'll imagine. So that's the advice that I would give. I love that. Well, you certainly are an integral part of our community and we appreciate you. And it's been awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Thank you, Allison, for having me on. Thank you. Do you know someone who would really benefit from this episode of The Rework? Maybe a fellow photographer who's in the trenches with you and always looking to level up their biz. Or perhaps you have a friend who is struggling to make their business work. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with them. All you have to do is head to the platform where you are listening, click the share icon and text it or email it to the person that you think could need it most. Thank you so much for doing that. And while you're there, if you have a chance and can give us a review, it would mean the world. We are a micro tiny podcast and we're trying to get the word out to as many portrait photographers as possible to help them build better businesses and better lives for their family. And if you would help us do that, it would mean the world. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on The Rework. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework. 